0: What productivity lesson can you learn about a seven-year-old girl selling buttons at a flea market to elderly quilters? (laughs) Okay, this is going to be a very unique podcast today, very unique recording, but I want to share lessons, true story lessons from my childhood about productivity. Let's jump into it. Productivity does not have to be complicated. Hi, my name is Amber Davis and I am a productivity coach who helps leaders and entrepreneurs get more done in less time with an all small approach to productivity. Welcome to the All Small Productivity Podcast. Let's go small for big productivity. Amber Davis here, your productivity coach, and today I am going to do something a little different and share a life lesson from my life, from my personal life. I had a very interesting childhood, which has been amazing and and blessed me, but it was very unique. I've heard from multiple different people in my lives, um, my life, not my lives. I don't have multiple lives. <laughs> But multiple different people in my life have told me how unique my childhood is. And just based on talking with other people and living life with other people, I know that I had a unique childhood. So I am going to share a fun story today. But first, I want to be able to encourage you if you are looking for being able to get more done in less time in your life in your work as an entrepreneur as a small business leader as a person living on this planet if you want to get more done in less time let me share with you a free workshop on how to go all small in five areas of your life so this is the all small productivity podcast and recording and I want to be able to share with you and encourage you and inspire you with practical tips each week. But to go deeper, I want to give you the all small mindset approach in five areas, home, office, finances, health and wellness, and your faith. So go to allsmalltraining.com. That's allsmaltraining.com. And you will see a place where you can register for a free workshop. It's completely free. It's a very quick little workshop that will give you tips on how to go small, what the all small mindset is, and how to go small and be more productive, get more done in less time in those five areas of your life, home, office, finances, health and wellness, and your face. So check it out, allsmalltraining.com. Plus when you register for that workshop, you get weekly productivity tips from me sent right to your inbox every single week. So check it out, allsmalltraining.com. Okay. Now let me jump into, uh, this, uh, funny life story. Um, and also please share this, this, um, Share this podcast, share this recording with friends. It actually helps to be able to keep things moving and rolling and reaches more people to be able to help them go small for big productivity. So, share, like, hit the notifications, and subscribe so that you can be able to um, catch these podcasts, these recordings every single week. All right. So, here is a little bit about my life. My dad is a master salesman. He is the best salesman on the planet, I believe in my heart. I know that you may have some great salespeople out there that you know, maybe you are one of them, but my dad is amazing. This is what I say about my dad, that he can sell ketchup popsicles to a woman wearing white gloves. That is how good of a salesman. Think about that. Ketchup popsicles to a woman wearing white gloves. You'll think about that. That is incredible. So that's just sums up. Um, how great my dad is in sales. He's amazing. He's one of my mentors in business. Um, He's one of my best friends on the whole planet, Uh, but he is a phenomenal salesperson. So growing up, I learned that the importance of selling. I learned the importance of being able to communicate properly with people and connect with people. He is really good at communication and connecting with people. And that is one of the keys to selling. Well, we had, like I said, a very interesting childhood <laughs> growing up my dad would sell anything and everything and so he usually had a full-time job selling something and then on the side he would do all kinds of things in sales he would either sell at our a garage sale at our house once a week or he would sell he would go into um, different companies that were liquidating and buy out their whole inventory and then turn around and sell it to somebody he is a master at being able to find a person see something on sale negotiate it down to a low price and then be able to take that, whatever that item is, I mean, multiple items, and then be able to find a person who needs that item and sell it to them. He's very good at that whole transaction. And so we would go to this flea market in Canton, Texas every single year. It's called the First Mondays. They still have it going on. And it's a a smaller town in Texas. And it, But when the First Monday the first weekend that has a Monday at the end of it. When that happens every month, it becomes a festival there. I mean, it is huge. The town grows because this big giant flea markets, one of the largest flea markets in America, it could be the largest, I'm not sure, but it's huge. People come from all over. And when you go to this flea market, it used to be, I don't know if it's still like this, but it used to be where it was almost like, you know, in history, when you had the Oklahoma soon, like the Sooners land rush, if you know anything about history history that the, a lot of Irish specifically, when they immigrated here and they went out during the pioneer days and they went out to Oklahoma, they had what's called a land rush and they got flags. And when the gates opened or the ribbon was cut, they would run out and stake their claim and they would get so much property if they put their, 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 flag on this property. And it was the, called the Oklahoma land rush. And that is kind of the way this flea market is, is that what happens is, is that you go to the flea market, you register and you get your, well, at least it used to be, you you would get your number or your, your little flag. And then what you would do is you would They would open the gates and whoever was there first in their campers and their trucks and their trailers would take off, and run into this open area, these fields and these, these like little dirt roads. And you would just go and you would stake your claim. They had these ropes gathered around these small little lots and you would stake your claim. You would pull your truck in and that would be your spot. So that's how you would get your spot. And because we did this every month for years, that my dad had this prime location that we would always get. And we would have this little prime location that we would get. So this one particular year, my dad had told us that we would get to go to an amusement park, I think is what what it was. There was always some big reward. So that's lesson number one. For productivity, give yourself rewards. Give yourself rewards at the end of your productivity. It could be something small, like a piece of chocolate, or it could be money, or it could be something big, like us going to an amusement park, but you have a reward. So it keeps you motivated. So that's number one lesson um, in being able to be productive is to give yourself a reward. Okay. So we would have this reward and it would be, I think that we were going to this amusement park in Dallas, Texas, because that's where he lived at the time. And Canton was only, I think it's like an hour and a half away. I don't know. It's not very far away. Anyways, we would run, we'd stake our claim. Prior to this, My dad had went to Fort Worth and there was some kind of button factory, like buttons that go on your shirt. Like I've got like these little buttons here, um, buttons that go on your shirt. And if you're listening to this, I'm pointing to my jean jacket that has like little silver buttons, but it could be any button, any button that would go on a piece of uh, clothing. So this place was going out of business, this button factory. And so my dad just went in and said, Hey, I'll buy all your buttons so I think he bought like 1.2 million buttons or something like that. It was like a ridiculous amount of buttons. And then he went to another place and I don't know if the buttons, I think I thought the buttons were put in mason jars, but as I started remembering it, that the button factory had these little boxes and they they just imagine like a little box that's probably the size of, a little bit bigger than a crayon box, but it would open up, at the top with like a little flip top lid and all the buttons would be inside and there'd be different kinds of buttons, Navy buttons and white buttons, big buttons, small buttons, all kinds of different buttons. And what we did is he, he got a, I think it was a Pella Window truck, so some kind of moving truck, but I think it was some kind of window truck because I remember it having writing on it. And he got this truck, and we filled it to the brim. He filled it to the brim with these boxes of buttons. And he comes home, and he's like, "Okay, kids, look what I got." We ran outside, and we're like, "Oh, Daddy's got a new truck!" And it's like a big truck, and and he'd open up the big, you know, moving truck. A door that's on the very back of the truck, and there's all these buttons or all these boxes, and we're like, "What's in the boxes?" And it opens them up, and there's just buttons galore. And you know, you're seven, and you're like, "This is amazing." I'm sure my my mom didn't <laughs> appreciate the crazy life <laughs> that my dad brought in with being able to you know buy and sell things just randomly. Although it was pretty exciting, so. We, he tells us the plan, we sell all these buttons, and then we get to go to this amusement park or wherever we were going. I think it, that's what it was. So we get to Canton, we had staked our claim, like I said before. We get there, we've got that truck, we've got all of our camp gear and our stuff. And my dad had bought these calf troughs. And if you've ever seen a cow drink out of a trough, a pig's trough is like lower to the ground, but a calf's trough is like almost like this pipe barrel that's been cut in half and laid on its side where it's horizontal. And then it has these legs that are ironed to it and lift it up to where it's about the, the level of where the calf or the cow could, you know, eat out of it. And so he bought these calf troughs or cow troughs, and we poured these buttons, just mixed buttons. We had like one sign for mixed buttons and another sign for like different colored buttons and like these categories. So we had all these buttons. Well, what my dad had coordinated (laughs) because he's a master salesperson is that he was very intentional about buying these buttons when he knew that there was going to be an audience to purchase these buttons. So that's my number two. Tip today is to be intentional with your business. Be intentional with whatever it is that you are trying to go after. So, you want to set yourself with the rewards, number one. But, number two, is that you want to be intentional about what you are trying to do in your business and go specifically and get make your all small, just like my dad did with the buttons. He made his all small. The small was okay who can these buttons best serve? And he found out that there was some kind of quilting convention or some kind of quilters um, event going on. And so there was all these women who quilted that were going to be in Canton at the same time that the flea market was going on. So he knew that he could target these quilters because quilters need buttons and um, or people that sew like buttons. So, so <laughs> we poured all these buttons in the calf trough and that morning the gates open up so that customers can come into this big giant flea market. And my sister and I are tasked with the sales you know, agenda of going after these quilters. If we see these old women that we go after these women and tell them about the buttons. So we would go out into, like they would be walking around and we would go out and we would be like, oh, you know, are you here for the quilters convention? Are you here with the quilting? And we've got some buttons that we can sell you. And they would be so excited about the button. So we would gather them. And once we had kind of a crowd and people kind of knew that we were there, and I think my dad was doing some marketing and going over to where these women were, which is another st- another tip. So tip number three would be to go after those specific people, like market to them and and be able to reach out to them. I would say reach out. So you want to be able to reward yourself have a reward have something tangible for you to be motivated by be intentional about what you are selling what you are producing what what you are making and then be able to reach out to the people that you could serve that with. And so that is exactly what he did. He kind of marketed that where he got the buzz going around and everybody in, I wouldn't say everybody, but most people in the the flea market knew about what was happening with these buttons. So people would come, well, then we had a, we made it fun for the people. So that would be number four is to be passionate about what you're doing. Make sure you have passion about what you are producing, what you are being productive with. And we were super passionate and made it fun. And we said that my dad came up with this plan is that it would be a quarter, a handful, a quarter, a handful of these buttons. So what would happen is that these little old ladies that were, were doing the quilting convention, they didn't have very big hands or they couldn't grasp because of arthritis and other things and age. And so at this same flea market, There was also, if you've ever been to a flea market, you've seen where they have these log, like almost like lumberjack guys that are cutting logs and then they're taking their chainsaw and they're carving out bears and, and, you know, different kinds of faces and just amazing artistry, but they carve them with these chainsaws. And these are like lumberjack guys that do this. They, I don't know if they're active, you know, actively lumberjacks, but they look, you know, like that part. And so they have really big hands, (laughs) these guys. So what my dad would tell uh, my sister and I to do is tell these ladies, Hey, go see if you can find one of these lumberjack guys. And then their hands are going to be bigger than yours and you'll get more bang for your buck. And the whole point was my dad wanted them to be involved. My dad wanted to make it fun for them. And then my dad also knew that even though we wouldn't make as much money off of the lumberjack handful as we would the quilter's hands that we could blow through our inventory really fast and be able to sell it all. And that was the goal. That was one of the goals. And so that's important to know, know your goals. So that would be number four, know your goals. So his goal was to make some money, but also to get all the inventory gone, so that's what they did. And it was so funny to see these little old ladies. They would be looking for these lumberjack guys, and they would like go up to these guys, these random guys, and say, "Hey, Sunny, let me see your hands." And grab the guy's hands, and the guy's like, "What is going on with this old lady?" And she look at her hands, yes, and then she pull that lumberjack over to our booth so that they could grab a handful. And she, it was so funny. Some of these ladies would be like, "No, no, no, Sonny, you can get more than that in your hand." And, um, you know, we're blowing through that inventory. So what happened? The result of this, we blew through all of those buttons. We sold all of those buttons in one weekend. And then we were able to go to the amusement park or whatever the reward was that we went to. And my sister and I, I mean, I was like seven years old and I'm selling buttons and doing that. And it's a funny way to grow up. It's an (laughs) interesting way to grow up, but it sticks with you. You never forget that. You can never, I hopefully you'll never forget that story. But there's those are five tips that you lessons that you can learn from my crazy life about productivity. Hopefully that encourages you today and I want you to go to allsmalltraining.com, allsmalltraining.com. And let me share with you quick tips about how to be able to go all small in your productivity in five areas, home, office, finances, health and wellness, and your faith. So check it out, allsmalltraining.com. It was so great to have you here today and share this and like this. And remember, go small for big productivity. I'll see you next time.